Media Network for Tuesday, March 22nd. The trade deadline was yesterday, so now what you see with teams is what you get. We have the playoff races in full effect right now. We've got a few spots up for grabs in the Western Conference and some jockeying for position in the East, especially in that stacked Atlantic division with Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston all adding some key pieces to help them on the stretch run and in the playoffs. Keep in mind that I am recording this the day before, so Trade deadline has passed, but some moves may still trickle in. So there might be some stuff that I don't touch on here. Might be some trades that have happened that I haven't caught before recording this. So regardless, lots of games tonight. So we're just going to focus on that today. Tomorrow, when I record for, I think it's a four or five game slate, as it usually is on a Wednesday, I will go over some of the trades and have a little more trade deadline reaction on that video, just because we'll have a little bit more time. With 11, or 11 games on the slate for today, Got to be able to get through those. As mentioned, this is being recorded right after the trade deadline, but any other kind of late-breaking news I will get to in my article tomorrow. I post that for subscribers on CecilPeters.com daily. Has my updated bets after goalie news hits, after the shot props are released and all that. All my final bets for the day will be there. With the season coming to an end, I am running a promo for the rest of the season and the playoffs. Um, it's been $200 for the year. It's kind of slowly gone down as the year goes on, but now with the season almost ending, running a promo $25 will get you access to the full article daily. So just DM me on Twitter at CeasePeats, and I will hook you up there. Finally, before we get started, please give this video a like and subscribe wherever it is you are watching or listening, and let's get on to the games. First game on the night is the New York Rangers in, in New Jersey playing the Devils. Devils are plus 150. Rangers minus 175, a couple moves for the Rangers, adding some depth on defense, adding Andrew Kopp on forward as well. Not sure if those guys will be in the lineup or not yet. Regardless, minus 175 seems to be a pretty fair line for the Rangers. Igor Shesterkin continues to play well. He did have a couple game stretch where he looked almost human for a while, kind of taking the Rangers out of that blindly bet on them stage whenever he's in net. But he got back on track with a 2-1 win over Tampa Bay over the weekend. Next night, backup Alexander Georgiev, 44 safe shot it over Carolina. So they got both goalies playing well right now. New Jersey had a pretty gross trip through Western Canada, losing 6-3 to three in three straight games. With their recent struggles, especially keeping the puck out of their net and the strong goaltending on the Rangers side of things, it's hard to see anything but a Rangers win in this game. Next game on the night, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets plus 255 at the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're minus 320. Keep in mind, these are all the opening lines. With some additions at the trade deadline, some subtractions, some of these numbers will be different as well. That's another benefit to signing up for the NHL picks over at CecilPeters.com there. This game might be changed a little bit. Columbus did move out Max Domi and Pittsburgh had a big addition bringing in Ricard Raquel from the Anaheim Ducks. He's probably going to slot in on their second line with Evgeny Malkin. Columbus has won four of their past five games, but the recent loss to Washington seemed to all but killed their playoff hopes. Injuries are mounting. Goalie Elvis Merzlikens joined Captain Boone Jenner on the injured list. As I said, they did sell off Max Domi at the deadline, so clearly they're not anticipating a run for the playoffs. And Pittsburgh just continues to play really well, holding an expected goals percentage of at least 67% in their past three games. This is a pretty big mismatch, and it's in Pittsburgh. So with Merzlikens out, I have to lean towards the Penguins. Number is obviously too high to bet. I was looking potentially to bet on Evan Rodriguez to go over his 2.5 shot on goal prop. With Raquel in the lineup, I'm not sure if 
Rodriguez will keep his prime spot with Crosby and Gensel where he's been the last couple games. Raquel probably slides with Malkin. Rust might get back on that top line. We might see Rodriguez back on the third line, so not as interested there. So no bets on this game. Moving on to Washington, we have the St. Louis Blues in town. They're plus 115. The Capitals' slight home favorites at minus 135. Three straight losses for the wildly inconsistent Blues, who are just impossible to bet on at the moment. Washington's at home and has been solid lately. They did lose to Dallas on Sunday afternoon, but that's kind of their only blemish in their recent record. Goaltending's really improved. Ovechkin's been scoring. He recently passed 40 goals for the season. There's been a little bit of line juggling going on, and they did make a couple second and third line additions to their team, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with the lines, but Ovechkin and Kuznetsov seem to be pretty stuck together, as do Anthony Mantha and Nicholas Backstrom. St. Louis is missing both Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko in this game. Their team of streaky scores, and really only David Perron is scoring right now. He's scoring a ton. He's my bet to score. He's my bet to go over his shots on goal prop. But without anybody else going, I can't trust the Blues to win over the Washington Capitals here. They did add defenseman Nicoletti at the deadline. That'll help them on the back end. But as far as the forwards go, I think with Tarasenko and Thomas out, I am just going to sit this game out. Washington would be my lean, but at minus 135, I'm just not quite there. St. Louis is a really good hockey team. They're just kind of in a slump right now. Next game on the night, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning, currently plus 100 at Carolina. Hurricanes slight home favorites at minus 120. They've lost four straight games, which is not something we would have expected to see from this team, but they just can't seem to get the goals recently. Shots and chances have been there. The finishing just hasn't been. Now they get their toughest matchup of this stretch with the defending champions who I can't ignore at plus money. So plus 100 on Tampa is a bet for me. I would probably bet the Lightning all the way to minus 120 right now. Tampa Bay reloaded a bit a couple days before the deadline. They added Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul. That's kind of going to rejig their third line, which they lost the entirety up in the offseason. Those guys will play with Ross Colton on the third line. This allows them to reunite their fourth line of Patrick Maroon, Corey Perry, and Pierre Bellemare. That gives them nice bottom six steps. Now they got, the, and you know they got the scores. Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Hedman on the back end. So they have the scores. Now they have the depth. The one advantage Carolina has over most teams is that they can run four lines quite efficiently. With these additions, Tampa Bay can now match them. And in my opinion, probably even has the advantage at forward, on, especially when it comes to the depth. So even though it's been a bit of a tough stretch for Tampa Bay scores, they have been winning games. Vasilevsky has played well his last couple times out. Like I said, I like the Lightning up to minus 120, so what plus money is an easy call. Next game of the night is in Philadelphia. we got the Flyers, plus 115, Detroit, minus 135. Philadelphia was one of the more active teams at the deadline, shipping out Captain Claude Giroux, as well as some depth off of the back end. We've already seen a couple games without Giroux, so we kind of know what to expect from the forward lines. I've said a ton of times that hockey is a momentum game. We like to ride guys on hot streaks, kind of like we did with Perron in the St. Louis Blues game. Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. He's got three goals in his last two games. I love him to score again today. He's playing with Joel Farabee and Travis Konechny. That line's playing really well. They got both of the goals against the Islanders in their most recent win. And against the Detroit Red Wings, who just have been playing brutally defensively, I do like that line to score. At plus money, I got to go with the Flyers here. Like I said, coming off of a nice win over the Islanders, and the Red Wings are returning home from a pretty brutal road trip. They had one shadow win over the Canucks where they gave up a ton of shots, but got a great goaltending performance. Other than that, especially defensively, it was pretty ugly for the Red Wings. 
Next game on the night, we got the Ottawa Senators plus 210. They are in New York to play the Islanders. They're minus 260. I love the plus 210 on Ottawa here. Anything plus 180 or better will probably have my money. New York's loss to Philadelphia last time out was a tough one. They really couldn't afford to give any points away, and now they're just too far back to even really think about a playoff spot. For a team that's been in the conference finals in back-to-back -back years, it's weird for them to be playing games that don't have a ton of implications at this time of the year. On the other side of that, Ottawa has basically been playing games like that for years. I love the potential for them to grab a few wins as an underdog here down the stretch. That's kind of what they do. They did it a little bit last year. I love the leadership of Brady Kachuk at captain. He knows kind of what this team is. He knows that they're not made to win this year. He understands that it's about building for the future, and he seems like he's pretty committed to getting the team playing well, having fun, keeping them loose, and enjoying the last stretch of the year. Ottawa did re-sign goaltender Anton Forsberg instead of trading him. Three-year extension for him. He's been their best goalie all year. I would expect him to start in this game. That's a good sign for the Senators going forward. They need some stability in net. I don't know if Forsberg's a long-term answer, but he's definitely been the best guy this year, and he, if he gets to start in this game, I am all over the Senators at the big plus money. Next game is in Winnipeg. Vegas fighting for their playoff lives despite all the injury troubles. They just have to be hoping right now that they can just stay in the playoff mix and get healthy in time for the postseason if they can make it in. Winnipeg technically still in the race, kind of like the Islanders. I don't think that they're really going to make it in. They traded Andrew Kopp at the deadline. They did bring in a couple of depth wingers to kind of replace him. So not really a full-on sell, not really a full-on buy, just kind of a weird middle ground for the Winnipeg Jets. They are close enough that if they go on a nice three or four game run, they can get themselves back in the playoff conversation, but I don't really see it. Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nick Ehlers have been playing fantastically together. I look to those guys in the to score markets. Other than that, not a lot of action or interest in this game for me. Next game is the Edmonton Oilers in Dallas. Edmonton's plus 130, Dallas is minus 150 at home. Edmonton played last night in Colorado. As mentioned, I am recording this before that game, so I don't have any information from that one yet. And I'm sure that however that game went is going to affect the odds. If Edmonton looks great and gets a win, they will probably be close to favorites against Dallas. If Edmonton stinks it up, plays horrible defensively, then Dallas will probably remain heavy favorites. Dallas likely still missing top defenseman Miro Heiskanen. He's returning from mono. He is back practicing. He's ready to go, but I think it sounds like the coaching staff wants to give him a little bit more time to ease into it. Throwing him back into the Wolves against Connor McDavid probably wouldn't be the best call, which is unfortunate for Dallas because he's one of the only defensemen in the league that can kind of hang with McDavid, especially skating-wise. Two good matchups for McDavid in a row with McCarr last night and Heisken in tonight if he plays, but like I said, I don't expect that to be the case. So with Dallas's lack of secondary scoring, if Edmonton comes out and starts scoring in this game, I don't think Dallas can keep up. And without Heiskanen, I don't think they can shut down McDavid. So my lean here is on the Edmonton Oilers, but I need to wait for information on this game. But Dallas at minus 150 is a definite pass. Three more games to get to. San Jose at Calgary. Won't dive into this one too much. Calgary is just a way better team. Minus 295. I can't get a bet down on it. They did mix up their lines a little bit last game, moving Tyler Toffoli up on the top line. Kachuk down with Backlund, that's kind of a role that he's been in in the past. So they had some instant chemistry. They had a couple points on the night. I'm mostly just interested in watching to see what they do with their lines, see how they keep playing. I do expect Calgary to win rather easily, but at minus 295, not interested. So I might as well move on to the next game. Seattle plus 100, Arizona minus 120. I don't even know how Seattle has enough players to field a roster here. 
with the purge they went on at the trade deadline, sending out a bunch of players, bringing in a bunch of draft picks, but not a bunch, not very many NHL caliber players. They beat Detroit with a nice comeback in the third period last game and now get a relatively easy matchup with the Coyotes. Arizona's been on a nice streak lately, but a couple of losses over the weekend seem to end that, and I think they'll probably stay on the losing side of things. Two bad teams. It's just a gross late-season game. Jaden Schwartz, to go over his shot prop, has been money lately. He's been He's got, I think, at least three shots in every single game since he returned from injury a couple weeks ago. So that would be the one place I would look to make money in this game. Last game of the night we have in LA. Surging Nashville Predators facing off against the struggling LA Kings. At the line, I mean, the line right now makes Nashville bets seem very, very obvious. Team that's kind of on a hot streak playing against a team that is struggling. But Nashville did play the night before in Anaheim. I'm not sure yet how that game went. Back-to-back -back situation means we might see David Riddick in net. But regardless, LA is just too injured right now. Drew Doughty and Victor Arvidsson headline the long list of missing players. Predators offense has been great. Roman Yossi has a ton of points in his past few games. The rest of the Predators playing pretty well as well, especially the top line. I think they'll be able to take advantage of the lack of depth on the Dallas Star or on the LA Kings back end right now, just with all the injuries and everybody out. So Nashville plus 100, probably going to be a bet for me. Other than that, we got Ottawa plus 210. That'll be the big underdog bet of the night. Philadelphia plus 115 as well. Tampa Bay plus 100. So if they stay at plus money, that's a great way to get another plus money bet on the night. So that's four plus money bets. I would love to find a way to make some money on Pittsburgh over Columbus, but the odds are likely going to be too much. Same as Calgary over San Jose. So probably just the four underdog bets for me and then some of the shot props mentioned there. Thanks as always for watching and we will see you all tomorrow. I will go over the moves that were made on trade deadline day in a little more depth and then we'll break down Wednesday's four or five games. Thank you for watching.